It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Banning, and I will be your host for this robust lifestyle show. I want you to please check out our website, divasatcare.com, and see all the amazing hosts and their shows of women there interviewing around the world. I am just overly excited today to have a brand new diva with me, Deb Matlock, and she is going to speak about nature connection. Oh, man, I am really excited. Deb, could you please introduce yourself today and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely, Joyce. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. Yeah, my name is Deb Matlock, and I live in Colorado, where I've lived my whole life. And my passion is helping people to remember their deep and sacred connections to earth, animals, and the world of spirit. I'm I'm really excited about exploring all the ways that we can see ourselves as part of the larger community of life on this planet. Oh, wow. Wow, that's, that's why Nature Connections is the perfect title for the interview today. Oh, my goodness. I love that. (laughs) Well, can you explain a little bit more to our listeners about nature connection? How, How do we all connect to make it a full circle in our lives? I really love that question. I think there's, there's kind of a two part answer. One part is, is that I, I sort of think of it as we really can't not be connected because we are part of nature. We take, you know, a sip of water or a bite of food, and we're we're in this deep interconnection with the rest of the world around us. And so, on the one hand, it's it's about awareness. It's about acknowledging that you know the air we breathe, the water we drink, you know, kind of intimately connects us to to life on this planet. And then the other side of it is, is how do we explore that and develop it? How do, we, how do we let ourselves open up our minds to the wildness that we each have and the wild nature outside of our doors, no matter where we live on this earth, in the middle of a city, in the middle of a rural um, farmland, you know, the mountains, the ocean, it, it doesn't matter. Nature is everywhere, and it, I mean, because it's life. Um, so part of what I love to do is just find creative and inspirational ways for us to remember that and, and deepen our awareness of that, of that connection that holds us every day. Oh, wow. Oh, what a beautiful explanation. And just being aware of it, being aware of the nature and the animals around us. Oh, that is beautiful. And in that, how... What is the value of deeply connecting to understanding the animals and the nature that surrounds us and the animals we live with? I think that value, I mean, there are so many levels of that value, you know, <laughs> but, but one answer is, is that we, we can learn to see ourselves as part of the natural world and not apart, not separate from it. You know, we can see that we are wild beings. We can see that we we have the same needs as the animals that we live near, you know, shelter, food, water, 
you know, space to survive. All of those things are, are common amongst all of us. And I think when we can see the commonalities in life, we, we behave differently. We behave with respect and compassion and empathy. You know, at least hopefully we do. When we can say, wow, I, I have so much in common with this bird, with this ant, with my neighbor. You know, it, it's like it, 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 it moves in us on all levels and it interacts with how we, it impacts how we interact with, with other humans and the life around us, how we treat the earth, the decisions we make, and and just being conscious of our impact on, in all those ways. I think it, it can do that. The other thing, I think, if we really open ourselves up to deep connection with, say, for example, wild nature outside of our doors, I just think it's it's relaxing. It's It, it can help us ground ourselves. It's joyful. I know when the pandemic hit last March, I, I got very disoriented, and of course, so most of us did. Life was shifting all over the place, and one of the things mm-hmm. that kept me sane and grounded was going outside and watching the rhythms of spring emerging in my yard in Colorado, and the birds doing things that they had done every year for years, and and just realizing that, that these deep rhythms are still here holding us, even though there are some big shifts going on. Yes. Oh. Yes, I totally, totally can relate to that because uh, living with animals, they are my life. <laughs> I, my dog, the red healer that is on my website, I just, he has brought so much into my life and taught me so many things. And, and it helps me to relate better to people, just like you said and the horses, and being able to ground with them, and just, oh, it's just amazing what animals can do in your life. I just love that. <laughs> yeah, they they keep well, us from getting too focused on ourselves, I think. You know, they it's like mm-hmm. they help us see the, the a bigger picture. <laughs> yes, yes. And their personalities. I mean, having four horses and four dogs, every single one of them has a different personality. They you handle them a little different and they're just they're just so much different and i think that is so unique because that's how humans are we each have our own personalities and you can i agree you can learn so much through the animals oh that's beautiful <laughs> yeah i think my dogs have taught me some of the most important things i've learned in life you know like mm-hmm. how to enjoy a moment and, and how to how to be really excited for a walk, even though I went on one yesterday. It's yes. another day. It's a new walk. There's new things to discover. You know, let's get excited about it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, how true. Yes, I've said that so many times that my dogs have taught me so much. They've, they've taught me how to, my little red healers taught me how to live with faith and not fear. And that wow. is, he, he just is a portrait of that every day. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I could totally understand. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Well, yeah. How do you think this all comes into play with our empowered spirituality with the animals? Yeah, that is a question that I, I feel like I'm going to be living my whole life. You know, it's it's like every time I think about it, there's new levels and new new ways of looking at it. But one of the things that for me has been true is that some of the most sacred and deep connections I've had, some of the most, you know, precious relationships I've had on my time on earth have been with, with non-humans. I mean, of course with humans too, but mm-hmm. I've had so many with, with, with more than human world with cats, dogs and birds and the snake in the garden and plants and trees, 
you know, that it really has caused me to, to question why am I here? What am I doing? How can I be involved more deeply in, in the larger community? You know, basically, what is the meaning of, of life for myself? And so I think, you know, as physical beings on this earth with all this other life around us, it's a really beautiful invitation to to dig deeply and, and to move out of that human that human only um, view and move into the, the humans and life kind of view, you know, like seeing ourselves as part of a web. I think it can be humbling. I think it can be inspiring. And I think it can decenter us as humans a little bit, but in a really healthy way, in a way that says, wait a minute, it's, it's life that, that we value. It's life around me that I want to be part of. And, um, and, and also seeing the different perspectives, like you just mentioned with your red healer, you know, the, the perspectives we mm-hmm. can get from, from being open and in, in engagement with, with the non-human world, uh, I think is, I know for me, has been some of the most profound insights I've had in my life. Yes. Oh, I would truly agree with that. I, I always say my red healer knows me better than anybody else in this whole world because he knows that he just, we can communicate with one another. We can see, look through each other's eyes and we know how each other feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we don't I, need I the same words connection. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's uh, definitely true. Some of my best friends don't say a word and how true that is. <laughs> Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, oh this is this just beautiful. Well, as all this comes into play with the animals, and I know another thing that I always you talk about nature. I I love the beautiful sunrises and sunsets, and how they can just just to take a moment and enjoy that beauty outside in nature too. I feel is is it just. Um, regenerates you, gives you some more energy some days. Oh, I would totally agree. And it's it's always a different it's always different. There will never be two sunrises that look exactly the same. You know, and, mm-hmm. and to me that is so inspiring and so humbling all at the same time. Yes. Yes, I will agree. Uh, well, I totally agree. I'm like, oh my goodness, how I thought yesterday's was the most beautiful. Now today is even more beautiful. That's right. <laughs> Oh, there's more purple in, in this this one today, like a little bit more pinks and purples and less oranges, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's always a mystery, you know. There's always a there's always a, a journey, an adventure to be had, even just looking out the window. Yes, yes, and just taking being aware of it, like you said earlier, awareness is so critical. I feel because you have to be aware that it's there and take that moment to in, enjoy that moment and see it and appreciate it. Yeah. And has has this always been, I have to ask, was there some aha moment in your life that made you realize this was a gift that you had to be able to communicate and share with people about animals and nature? Or has this always been something that has interested you? I think a little bit of both. On, on the one hand, I think as a, a child and growing up, you know, I was very um, connected to animals, and I had many animal companions in my home, and I was always outside, and I, I felt like it was a very interactive, communicative, deep connection kind of relationship all around. 
And I didn't think that was strange, and I actually still don't. I actually think that's probably what's more normal for us as humans. And then we grow, we get older, and peer pressure kicks in, and we start hearing family voices and culture voices and and things that tell us that it's it's not possible to have a communication with, you know, a dog or feel a relationship mm-hmm. with a tree, you know. And so, you know, then as a teenager and young adult, I was trying to ignore all of this because I thought, well, I have to because that's what I'm hearing in the world around me. But then when the experiences kept happening and they kept having meaning to me, I did have an aha moment of, of wait a minute, why am I why am I being so rude to shut down all of these relationships and experiences <laughs> and claim that they're not valid? You know, who am I to decide that? You know, and it was mm-hmm. this moment of saying, I am I don't wanna be that way. I don't wanna be the person that says I am better than the rest of the living world or that these relationships aren't as important as others. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point I said, okay, I, I'm recommitting to, to this path for myself, but also then letting it move more into my professional life too. Oh, wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Totally beautiful. Well, do you work with uh, people and humans then on, or people and humans, I mean animals <laughs> and the humans on animal communication? Do you help people be able to hear what their animals are trying to tell them? You know, I do do animal communication work, and it's it's some of my favorite work that I offer. I work a lot with um, animals that have come into rescue. I do a lot of partnership with humane, um, positive-focused trainers and behaviorists, you know, behavior specialists who can help animals overcome trauma and kind of get adjusted to a new life and and move forward, you know, and um, I also work a lot with people, well, throughout life, but I also have a lot of folks that I work with who are at end of life with their companion animals and are looking for just, you know, how do we do this with grace and what are the wishes of, of my dog and cat and working closely with them as they're also working with their veterinarians, you know, managing pain and health and, and the physical side of it but helping them mm-hmm. to work on the, the spiritual side and, and also for themselves, you know, how to deal with that grief and and honor their companion animal in some way that, that you know, feels um, important to them. Because we, we are moving as a society, we're starting to change, but we're still, we're still not quite at the place of really, I think, recognizing the deep bonds that people and, and animals have. And, and with that, mm-hmm. the grieving that people go through when they experience a loss. Right, right. Oh, that's beautiful, and that is such a critical time because I can totally relate to that because when you lose a loved animal, it's it's tough. Oh, I <laughs> so think, yeah. it is really, yeah, it's it's hard to describe for someone that's not an animal lover. I guess you would kind of say because it is it is really hard, and that is just beautiful that you can help people work through that time and make them feel that they have done their best, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, and honoring that the experience of, that they're having, yeah. Right, exactly. You you have to grieve, and that's just yeah. kind of part of it, and for them to realize that that is, oh, yes, what beautiful work that is. <laughs> well, with that, do you believe that uh, when you connect with the animals and nature, that it also enriches our lives to help be more live a life to be able to give and be more give to others as 
well as to the animals to be able to give to people also? Absolutely. I think all of this work is about deep connection, sacred connection, developing relationships that are honest and and um, open and full of awareness mm-hmm. of, of, you know, not only our experience, but the experience of all those around us. And so I don't see any difference, you know, um, all of these are skills that we need to be using with each other, you know, especially now in this world where there is there is a lot of tension and div- divisiveness. I really believe underneath all that there is more we have to share and more we have in common with each other. And, and it takes that same kind of awareness and openness to, to look at somebody and, and see a being, you know, full of life and spirit and, and mm-hmm. say, wow, we may have some differences here, but at the end of the day, we are more alike than we are not. Oh, yes. Yes, how true that is. Oh, I love that. Well, I have been on your website looking, and I love your website. You have a beautiful website. It's called Wild Rhythms. Is there a – how did you come by the name of Wild Rhythms? (laughs) You know, I, it's a, it's kind of a, a funny story because the name sort of just fell on me. You know, I was literally, I was thinking, what am I going to call it? Should I just call it, you know, my name? And then I, I just heard this wild rhythms, and it was about 17 years ago. And I thought, I don't even understand what that means, but I love it. So back in the day, you know, it wasn't all on, everything wasn't on the Internet. So I actually went to, you know, the city center to register the business in person and all those things. <laughs> And what I've come to realize over all these years of having this as my business is that that is it's deeply represents what I'm interested in exploring with folks, which is how do we connect to the the wildness in ourselves and the rhythms of the natural world, which all of the animals on the planet live with, you know, the, the rhythms of day and night and seasons and, um, you know, just when are we tired, when are we awake, when are we the most creative you know are there times of year that we feel like we want to be the most outgoing versus times we might want to pull in a little bit and you know what does it mean when we live that way and what can it what can it do for us to sustain ourselves so that we can then offer more of our gifts to the world is kind of where that has come at least at this point you know 10 years i may have more to say differently but Oh, well, it's so catchy. I just love that. I thought, wild rhythms. Boy, that, that's awesome. And then it's earth, animals, and spirit. And I'm going, oh, that is just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, and you just mentioned about seasons and different times of the year and feeling that we need to do different things. Do you feel the fa- your thoughts on phases of the moon? Do they affect the way people and animals act? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I I say definitely. I mean, I have to say, I have had more times where we've had a full moon, and my cats have been up and and crawling all over the bed and climbing the window. You know, whereas if it was a a, a waning moon, they'd be sacked out completely asleep. You know, um, mm-hmm. I know personally, I have different dreams. I mean, I can, if I lose track of the cycles of the moon, I often have really vivid dreams, and then when I realize, oh my gosh, we're around the full moon. I can't explain that except for to say that it's a repeated pattern that I have seen for years, you know. And so I, I love thinking of, of those. I mean, there are certainly physiological ways we're all impacted by the moon, the tides and, and things that we already, yeah. you know, understand. 
but I do think mm-hmm. there's there's creative cycles and there's energy cycles and there's obviously the cats know something because they're ready to <laughs> you know rock out all night long on a full moon and <laughs> roll around in the moonlight on the floor and all these things. Um, it's a fun. I think that's really fun to observe, and that's a really great mm-hmm. one because mm-hmm. we can observe the whole cycle in a month. You know, so if somebody's really interested in exploring this for themselves, it could be very fun to keep a moon, you know, a moon journal or something for a month and just sort of, how do I feel each day? You know, how does this, how does this impact Mm -hmm. me in relationship to the moon? Oh, Oh, that is so interesting. I love that because we have cattle and it always seems on a full moon, the cattle are just, they're more playful. The calves, the younger ones especially, they just they're running and they're jumping, and the bigger ones are headbutting one another, and just they're just playing so much more vibrant than they do any other time of the month. So that is oh, I love that. That is so yeah. interesting to hear that about your cats because I know our cattle do it too. <laughs> yeah, I love I love hearing that. Yeah, it's like wow, you know, and and then if we realize that we are also under that same moon, you know, what what can we mm-hmm. allow ourselves? Do we need to be more playful at certain times of the month? Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to take lessons from the animals. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I have often said that. I said I think we need to follow them rather than we thinking they need to follow us. <laughs> oh, I could not agree more. I think we would we would definitely definitely be in a better place if we did that i think <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. i i'm pretty sure we would be i agree 100 <laughs> percent oh. well how do you suggest to our listeners that they can live into their own rhythms inside of the chaotic world that we live in you know i think the first step is saying all right i'm going to just be curious like take this next week mm-hmm. and be curious and I'm going to mm-hmm. keep track of, of when am I hungry, when am I tired, not when does the clock tell me I should be, or when does my yeah. um, lifestyle tell me I should be. But just if I could do it my ideal way, would I eat lunch at 10 o'clock? Would I? And then, you know, we can't always live every day that way, but the more we know about those rhythms about ourselves, the more we can pull little pieces into our lives and, and weave mm-hmm. them in or find, you know, a day a week or do certain things to kind of honor them. But being aware first and curious and just saying, all right, I'm going to, this month, I'm going to focus on the moon and just track how I feel. Let me just see what happens. If I notice anything, what, what kind of ideas come to my mind? You know, so one way is just to start out with that, some kind of commitment to curiosity and, and mm-hmm. then just playing with it. And then knowing that we're not failing because most of us don't live every day that way. You know, it's about an awareness and then saying, okay, what pieces can I put in? You know, what What things can I do to support my rhythms and also maintain my responsibilities? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes our, our kids' soccer practices are not at the exact time that our natural rhythms would want them to be, but that doesn't mean we, you know. <laughs> you know, it's more an awareness. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Being, oh, I love that because it's, if you said awareness at the very beginning of the interview, being more aware of what is happening, and then your curiosity to journal, kind of journal a month and see. And what a perfect timing because we're almost at the end of this month. And to do that, oh, I love that idea. I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for myself. I'm very curious. Now you got my curiosity up on, on the phases <laughs> of the moon like that. 
love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and we're around the full moon, you know, depending on when people are listening uh-huh. to this, you know, so that could mm-hmm. be starting at the full moon and moving through the moon cycles even, you know, separate from the the yes. um, actual calendar could even be. Um, the other piece uh-huh. is knowing that these rhythms that we have are all out there. You know, there are animals that are up all night, animals that sleep all night. There are activity, you know, birds where I live are more active in the morning and the afternoon or the evening than they are in the afternoon. You know, so our rhythms are not wrong. And that's an important yeah. thing to remember, too. Right. Oh, yeah. I I see it on our cats because they're so much more active. I mean, it's almost like when the weather's nice and it's about sunset, they are just playful, playful. They can sleep in the sun almost two-thirds of the day, and then come evening, they're like, okay, now it's time to play. <laughs> yeah. I've got a couple like that, too. As soon as we're all going to bed, they're wrestling and playing, and it's like, guys, you've had all day to do this. Now it's time to quiet the house down. But they're thinking, no, 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 it's not, actually. <laughs> we we want to play now. <laughs> That's right. Did you see the moon, lady? Come on. <laughs> Get in tune. <laughs> Oh, that is just awesome. I love that. (laughs) Well, and I've kind of noticed, too, that weather changes have a lot. The animals react to the weather, even probably I see it a lot in all of our animals, the cattle and the dogs and everything. And and I think the weather, they feel the weather even before we know what's happening in the weather changes. Do Do you relate to that, too? Oh, absolutely. I have seen it so often in my dogs where if we know a storm is coming in, and, and I don't know if they're sensing the, the barometric pressure shift or what, but they'll mm-hmm. be wily, they'll be a little more, you know, kind of unfocused. And I remember once I was in a, an agility class with one of my dogs, and it was a storm coming in. All the dogs were just kind of out in left field, and, you know, they weren't focusing, and it was just like, okay, we're just having fun today. And the teacher said, oh, yeah, this happens every time a storm comes in. And she was she had been teaching for decades with dogs, and she was just like, of course, this is how it goes. <laughs> you know? um, yes. She even changed our plan for our little class because of the storm. And it's, um, it's just cool, you know, and I think it's got to affect us, too. We just have to let ourselves see it. Yes, I agree. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Deb, this interview has gone so quickly. I cannot believe this. This is so much fun. I think we could talk for hours. <laughs> Definitely. <Love it. laughs> well, as we start to come to a close, do you have some final tips or thoughts you would like to leave with our listeners today? You know, one thing I would I would love to offer if anybody's interested is to say, okay, I am going to walk outside my door wherever I live, whether I have a yard, whether I have an apartment building, you know, and I'm just going to spend five minutes and say, okay, who else is here with me? And I'm going to notice the birds. I'm going to notice the ants in the sidewalk. I'm going to notice the tree and the bark and the leaves. And just take a few minutes to breathe and just say, who's here? Good morning or afternoon or good evening. And that that little practice for those few minutes, even if it was once or twice a week, I mean, it can expand our sense of of who we are, who we live with. You know, our sense of community can open up to be not only the humans we know of in our communities, but also the the rest of the living world. And it's it's just fun, you know. It's like even if we think we know, I can say, I do this all the time, and I always find somebody else that's there that I hadn't noticed before or hadn't mm-hmm. been there before. 
and it's just it's just very it's it's just a very heartful heartful way to live. Oh, oh, that was just beautiful. Oh, I I just love that. That just touched me because the other day I walked out the door and there was a robin, and it was just oh. taking that moment to notice that robin. I'm going oh, spring. Spring's not far away. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hello, I'm so glad you're here, you know. And Yes. Yeah, it's like we're on this big planet. There's so many, so many beings on this earth that the small little group of beings that we are all with, wherever we are, you know, it's really worth us knowing each other. Oh, yes. Oh, how I agree. Oh, that was some beautiful, beautiful tips to leave with our listeners today. Well, Deb, I want to thank you so much for being my guest, and I so hope that you will return in the future and we can we can continue our conversation. <laughs> oh, I would love to. I would be honored. This was really fun. I really appreciate um I really appreciate this conversation as well. Oh, well, thank you so much and so do I. The feelings were totally mutual. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And we will be posting all of Deb Matlock's social media links to this podcast. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing new diva, Deb Matlock. Please share this show with your family and friends. Be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to all. Give your animals an extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.